It was making us look really, really bad. And it was pushing us back, in my opinion, like so far from what we fought for. And I had to speak up on it. I said, no, there's no way. All of us don't feel this way. Mm -hmm. We don't want children at drag shows. We don't want children at pride parades where there's sexually explicit things going on. This isn't right. And this movement really has, it, it really has snowballed into something great. Five Eighters, welcome back to another episode of the Five Eight Take. Today we have a special guest by the name of Anthony Ray, or otherwise known as Conservative Ant Online. He's an American, outspoken, huge character and personality. More about him in the description. But before we get to the episode, as always, Today's episode is brought to you by LoanOptions.ai. LoanOptions is Australia's first artificial intelligent loan marketplace for personal, business, and car loans. Their AI tool plugs into all major lenders across Australia. So if you're looking for a loan for your car, for your business, for yourself, maybe you got flat feet. I know some of you got flat feet, right? Go to loanoptions.ai. Now let's get into quickly, just before we start, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple podcast, it would mean a lot if you could give us a five-star rating. Just go to the app. There'll be a little button there to leave a rating. If you're on Apple podcast, you can scroll down through all the episodes and you're able to leave a review. If you're on Spotify, there's a little star button just under the logo, underneath the thumbnail. It'll mean a lot. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Let's get into this episode. You're listening to The 5-8 Take, Australia's podcast. Eat liver, gain knowledge, and always tan your balls. Let's just start digging straight in. What's it like being a gay conservative in America? Oh, man. You know what? (laughs) I think it was probably easier to come out of the closet than it was to come out as a gay conservative, but just a conservative. Um, You have to have an extra layer of skin on you to help people understand why why you're a conservative. So I have, I have a set of breasts, you know what? And I'm okay with it. So why are you a conservative? So I think fiscally, I'm a conservative fiscally, like for our, for uh, when it comes to our, our constitution of the United States, protecting our, our rights, protecting, cause I know we, a big one for us is, the second amendment, right? I mean, you see all Americans are like, Oh my God, people in America have guns. Um, but it's, it's important for us. It's important for, for my family that we have that for our protections in our constitution. So I want to protect the constitution of the United States, but fiscally I feel that conservatism works better for us. And socially I would find myself more liberal. Mm -hmm. How so? Which, well, I, I look, 
I believe that everybody should be able to live the life that they want. Um, obviously being gay, I think that everybody is, has the right to get married and love who they want and do what they want with their own life. I'm for less government, which I think also thought, thought goes under the conservative line too. Um, I don't think we should be forced to get the juice. I don't think that we should be forced to wear certain things on our faces. So I'm for less government. Socially in America is just, it's just taken another drive. Um, I came, I came across your content through gays against groomers. How did you get linked up with that account? Do you know those guys or did, did they just repost your stuff? No. Yeah. So I am part of the coalition. I'm a contributor to gays against groomers, um, which is what I've been really focused on and fighting for now more than anything. Um, I have started doing some videos and, and I was friends with a few of the people that were, that had um, started the movement. And uh, so they kind of reached out to me and they're like, dude, do you mind if we post your videos? Like we love them. And I'm like, no, this is great. If there's more of us, let's go. And when we started to see what was going on in our school systems with children and then with pride month that had just passed and we started to see what was going on with pride and what kids were being exposed to, it was really making the gay community around the world, at least for the United States. But I know that this is going on everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was making us look really, really bad. And it was pushing us back in my opinion, like, so far from what we fought for. And I had to speak up on it. I said, no, there's no way. There, all of us don't feel this way. Mm. We don't want children at drag shows. We don't want children at pride parades where there's sexually explicit things going on. This isn't right. And this movement really has, it, it really has snowballed into something great. Did someone come up to you, a friend of yours with the gays and groomers or how did that um, come about or how did this coalition sort of form, I yeah. guess if you want to call it that? Yeah. So it was, it was kind of a, a, a couple of different things. I mean, there were, I've, I've, I'm part of um, Outspoken, which is another organization that is uh, gay conservatives that we've already been doing. Uh, some work with a lot of gay Republicans. There's a lot of different organizations all over the United States called Log Cabin Republicans that we've been kind of doing work with. But when we started to see this stuff go on, a lot of conservative, uh, or I'm sorry, a lot of gay, lesbian, and trans content creators started to make videos. And we we're like, hey, we're against this. We're not for this. And we kind of like, it was kind of like puzzle pieces. We, were, we started to kind of connect in that way. And then a group message was formed and we're like, yeah, no, like we'll, we'll create content for this all day long. There's so much content. And then we started to see things that were going on in our individual States. Mm -hmm. And so it really started to take off. In terms of what is going on with, um, you know, with trans in schools and um, just children's books, just every single item of children's lives being taken over by sexualization. Um, how – was this always a problem? Because I never really saw it before. I just now I'm seeing it um, looking at, you know, content from America and things that is happening in Australia right now. I'm seeing it a lot more. Did you see this uh, – within the gay community, within the trans community, within just general populace in America before? Not as much. I, I think that 
you know, it's, it's funny because we, it's really polarized right now and yeah. what we're starting to see. And I think maybe what could have, what it could have been is I think that when COVID hit everybody worldwide, mm. um, I think COVID was a good thing for this reason. Okay. It gave parents the opportunity to have more of a uh, hands-on with their children's schooling. Yes. And so once they were constantly like w- over their shoulder during COVID and parents were like, wait a minute, what are they teaching you? I think that people started to kind of wake up a little bit and dig into it further. And a lot of these books that you're seeing that are popping up, right? Like showing kids how to masturbate. They -hmm. could have been in that library system for God knows how long. We, We have no idea. But I think that because parents are more involved in their children's school now, and to be fair, a lot of parents, at least in the United States, have actually pulled their kids from school because of stuff that's been going on, because of mandatory masking and and vaccines, I think that now they've kind of, it's taken a whole new world where like, wait a minute, this exists? They're talking to our kids about this? Like, they're telling my four-year-old it's okay for them to take puberty blockers and transition? Like, a four-year-old doesn't even realize, I mean, I have an eight-year-old neighbor and he was walking around dressed as a ninja today. (laughs) <laughs> that's an eight. He had a Halloween costume on, which is cute because he's eight and that's fine. But that's what he needs to stay at. Yeah. He needs to be an eight year old and dress up like a ninja or dress up like he could dress up like a princess. I don't care. But that's not going to be the definitive like you dressed up as a princess today, Bobby. Then that means you probably want to become a woman. No, that's not how this works. Yeah, I completely agree. Not at all. And uh, there was there was a book at. A, an American school. Uh, I saw something about they they took it to the board and then one of the persons read out the book and then the board was like, whoa, 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 that's too much. Uh, we're not <laughs> going to have that language, that vulgar language here, but yet they ruled to keep it in the libraries. <laughs> and it's like, if you can't even read it aloud and be comfortable reading it, why should our kids be reading this? Exactly. And by the way, why do any, why does, look, I'm 37 years old. Nobody taught me how to do the thing to myself. We didn't need to know that. You're going to figure it out. I promise you will figure it out. We don't need a book to tell us how to do that. As adults, children probably don't need that either. So it's insane to me that we have these adults that are pushing this agenda. I don't know if it's a small percentage of the of the world that is this extreme woke. Like, they're, it's almost like we're pandering to this small percentage. Yeah. And I don't understand why. I, I think that it's a way for them, and I'm talking about all government. I think that it's happening probably more in the United States, maybe Australia and the U.K., where you're starting to see this stuff more of the freer countries, if you will. Um, but you know, it's, it's just mind boggling to me that people are pushing this agenda, but I think that they're, they want to purposely separate you. Mm. They want you to combat each other. They want people to not like gay people because it helps them because in our country, the Democrats 
the left, they want to be like, see, I told you conservatives are bigots. You need us. They don't like you. And they're going to be like, you're right. They were mean to me. No, they weren't. They were mean to you because you wanted to tell their five-year-old kid that he wants to chop off his genitals while he was at school today instead of reading Aladdin. That's why. Do you feel there is a, um, to me, I, like, I, like you said, I think naturally anyone will find their way, wh- whatever it is uh, sexually. And, and naturally they should find their way, whatever it is. And this seems to be a, a is this a divisive push you think, or do you think this pushes towards globalism? And if, it is a divisive push. Is globalism divisive? It's a great question and a good point. I think maybe a little bit of both. Mm. I think it could be a little bit of both. Um, I think the divisive aspect of it is probably more because, but let's, let me put it in, in this way. Just recently, um, a drag show that was supposed to happen at a coffee shop was shut down. They stopped it because they said that they felt unsafe doing this event for children. Okay, great. The next day, a supposed white supremacist went and vandalized the building. Okay. They, they did all kinds of gay slurs all over the building. They broke the windows, all kinds of stuff. 100% vandalism is not right. Writing slurs on a building is not right. We can all agree with that, right? That's With that being said, they want to create these monsters because that's what happens, right? It creates, it, it makes these people that come out of the woodworks that otherwise wouldn't because they feel so passionate about a certain thing that now you've pushed them over the edge. So they're like, wait a minute, you guys are trying to do this to kids? Okay, now the bad side of me is coming out. Now, I'm not justifying what he did, but he probably wouldn't have done that if this drag event wasn't even going to happen. Does that make sense? Completely. Like if you're not going <laughs> to if you're not going to have a person half naked and with children at a coffee shop, I'm sure you wouldn't get backlash and you just get people coming in purchasing coffee. Well, and that's a, and you know Look, everybody loves a good drag show. Everybody. Like, it's they're fun. They're fun. They're entertaining. They're fun. For, For adults. adults. Yes. Yes. It's adult entertainment. People love to go. And look, there's a place here in Florida. It's a drag dinner. You have dinner. There's drag queens. There's a show. Kids don't go there, though. Kids are not allowed there. I don't know about now. I know at least when I was when I went there, it was only, only adults. But it's just like an adult... Um, I use this example all the time. When you go to Las Vegas and they have the topless showgirls or they have the, the, the guys that, you know, um, strip down to their whatever underwear, you wouldn't bring your kids to that show. Would you No, probably not? It's an adult entertainment show. It's fun. It's great time for adults. That's it. And let's get to a little bit, um, 
This is. I think we went on a little, a little frustration there. I wanted to. I want to get to know a little bit more about conservative and how you came about. Because I, I went. You can fall down a little bit of a rabbit hole with your content, which is quite cool. <laughs> and um, you, I was doing a little bit of digging um, to your history. So you you got an Italian background. Can you tell me? And also, this, this is interesting. This popped into my head. With your Italian background, with your father being from construction, would you say that that has leaned you a little bit more conservative? Yeah. So, you know, I, I grew up in a very tough family. My, my parents came to the United States from Italy. Um, so I'm first generation born in the States and yeah, I, I, I don't think that uh, our parents or that generation really understood being gay or any of that. So that was kind of a hard pill for them to swallow, but we made it, we made it past that. Um, it's funny because they have never, my family really never voted before. Like they were never really into politics and what was so compelling to me is that the first time that somebody, since they've been here since the seventies, the first time that somebody really like caught their attention was Donald Trump. Mm. And they were like, I like him. I like him because he's for America. Like you have to understand when immigrants come to America, and they come here the right way, and then they see that immigrants are coming here the wrong way, yeah. they feel cheated. Yeah. They feel like they did all this, and now it's like, well, why do you get a free pass? I didn't get the free pass. Give me my money back then. <laughs> Give me all the things that I didn't get that you're getting. So, you know, they, they really liked the America First thing. They really liked the border security that he had, you know, that he had in place. They liked the way he talked because or the way he spoke, because Italians are not politically correct. We're loud, we're obnoxious, we say things that we don't think about, you know, it's like <laughs> crazy. So this was the, that was the first time that they had voted in an election. Yeah, I feel like a, a lot of immigrants um, support Donald Trump. I, me as well, I, I'm of that same sentiment is uh, we came over to Australia from Brazil and we came over legally, you know, and, and we see all this, <laughs> everyone trying to come in illegally and it like, there's no remorse on the immigrants end. It's just like, nah, we did it the f- like fucking tough way. Like you guys shouldn't just come in illegally, like period. And right. he, he was a polarizing figure that really drove everyone to look at politics. Cause I feel like if we didn't have that, this whole thing would have just been played out perfectly against people in general. Yes. And I think one thing that he did was he opened up not only Americans eyes, but I think he opened eyes for people all over the world. Cause I remember when he had, um, when he was on his first term, we went to Italy to visit some of my family. And um, I have family that never moved to the United States. They, they stayed in Italy And my cousin is kind of involved in politics in Southern Italy a little bit. Mm. And she was trying to understand why we like Trump so much. (laughs) You know, she was like, like grasp it because the media was pushing another narrative out to even other countries. Mm. 
And so when I started telling her the policies that he put in place, she was like, well, I didn't know that. I said, yeah. She's like, well, I didn't know that. I said, yeah. She goes, okay, I understand why you like him. <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> but she, you wouldn't know that because the media didn't want, they didn't want him to succeed because they had a, they had another motive. They wanted, they didn't like this guy. Cause they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe so many people voted for him. What are we going to do? He's going to expose all like this guy's going to expose all of us. Mm. And that's what's happening. And do you feel that Trump is a psyop? Do you believe Trump is a psyop? You know, I don't know. I can't answer that. I have no idea. What do you think? <laughs> it's, I don't, I don't think, I, I, I think there's people that are good and there's people that are bad. And I believe this is across the board and at the highest levels, I also believe, sure, there's people out for their own good. I'm sure there's a lot of him that will be out for his own good. And sure, if, sure. if, it, if you're out for your own good and then the, the rest is is on a, uh, a positive aspect, the rest of the world, yeah. Um, then, yeah, I'll, I'd support that person over someone that's, you know, completely for his own interest pretending that he's not. So... I'm going to go ahead and say he's not a PSYOP. Um, but I also didn't like that he said that Cloud Shops did a great job when he was with him in Europe and all of that. Like there's a lot of little things that is is uh, quite alarming. But, you know, it's it's if I'm going to pick two evils, I'll, I'll, I'll pick Trump every single time. Yeah. Look, I think that there's a lot of things that um, I can understand why people don't like him. Um, he, he doesn't speak well, he doesn't get his point across properly, but at the same time, you know, when you see him go to other countries and you see him with the crown prince and you see him, one of the first presidents in history, go over to see Kim Jong-un and you see all these things, right? You're thinking, man, that guy's got balls. Like, you got to give them the balls, at least. You know what I'm saying? And and the fact that this is the only president in our history that didn't even take a salary. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't get paid. Really? I didn't know that. 100% did not take a salary. Wow. And he, he said it in many speeches. He goes, I, I don't even take, I don't even get paid to do, I'm doing this for me. He lost money being president. Wow. And so when, when I would see like people on the left, they're like, oh, he's at a golf course. I'm like, well, A, he owns the fucking golf course. <laughs> B, he's not even getting, he's not even paid to be president. He did not want the salary. So he can do whatever he wants as far as I'm concerned. It's like you having a store manager for, for a, a retail store and he's like, eh, I'm just going to go ahead and run your store for you, but I don't want to get paid. And then he wants to take four vacation days and you're like, oh, you can't take a vacation. The fuck I can't. I don't get paid. Of course I can take a vacation day. But when you got Joe Biden, do I mean, he's in his lake house in Delaware. Although he must be tired. He, the guy sleeps constantly. I mean, he's not doing nothing. That's our money. We're paying his salary. Trump, we weren't paying his salary. 
So he could do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Sorry for the language. <laughs> no, nah, it's 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 fantastic. Uh, uh, it's it, I don't mind, and I I share that passion and that sentiment. Did you see when um when Trump went to Saudi Arabia? They had a full music theme, like dances and everything. And then he can't. And then Joe Biden goes to Saudi Arabia, and it's just like complete dead silence. The prince doesn't Dude. even want to talk to him. Like complete polar hey. opposites. Right. Like they were, I mean, these guys were dancing with swords and they're putting their, their, their crowning him and Melania Trump is there. They got red carpet. I mean, the whole city of Saudi Arabia, it was like up in smoke. People were dancing with flowers everywhere. This guy gets there and everyone's like, oh my, he didn't even greet them at the plane. They didn't even, the, the, the crown prince wasn't even there. So that's what I'm saying. I felt much safer with the asshole in office than I do with the dumb fuck in office. I'm just saying. For the world, for the whole world, I worry about what shit, what Joe Biden says just on a regular basis. Cause I don't know, I'm like, oh my God, what is he gonna say today? He might start a war today. You just never know. What's the Italian family say about your content? Like, did they, do you get like a message from, oh, I get this, like, I'll, I'll get like a, one of my Brazilian family members, like message my mom, like my content, like my mom hasn't seen it or something. Like, what's the Italian part of your family think about the content? So I've always been, um, when you said you bit, went down a rabbit hole, cause I do a lot of like political comedy as well, but I do yeah. a lot of serious things too. I can do both. I've always been a ball buster. I grew up in a ball buster family. When they've seen my content, they've always said since I was a kid, they're like, you're going to, you got to do something one day. Like you need to do acting. You need to do something uh, my whole life growing up. And now like my family is my biggest supporters, awesome. biggest. Like my dad is probably number one. Um, I'm actually doing a show in my hometown um, this weekend. So I have high school friends that are going, like everyone's going to this event. It's going to be super cool. But yeah, they support me 100%. You do, so you do live shows as well. What, what's, what's that like? Is this the first one that you're doing or have you done a few live shows? No, super so curious have, about this because I'm, I'm thinking of doing the same similar thing, like a, a debate form on stage. Um, but what, yeah, what's the live show like? So I've done a couple of different types of shows, right? And I, I honestly didn't, I never wanted to do that because I wasn't quite sure how I was going to mix politics with comedy, with like meet and greets. I don't know how it is in Australia, but like say TikTok or Instagram, like they have a lot of these like meetups where mm. a lot of creators get together and they do this like crossover collaboration thing. See. So I started doing that a little bit where I was meeting up with other content creators. We were creating content together. It was super fun. Um, but I wanted to stay on the political track as well. So literally last week I was, um, last weekend I was in Michigan um, which is a state here in the United States. And I was backing up a candidate who was running for office because we have our primary elections going on right now. Gotcha. And I spoke to people. They hired me. They brought me out. They asked me to do it. I said, absolutely. I backed them. I spoke on it. This weekend, it's going to be more of a, it's called We the Free Fest. So they're going to have um, 
uh, a few different conservative rappers there. They're going to have some content creators doing meet and greets. There's going to be merchandise tents where people can come and like take pics with us and stuff. It's super surreal. I will say it's like super, uh, cause I, I do the politics stuff and then December I'm going and doing a five day tour in Florida where we're doing stand up. So we're doing a little bit of stand up comedy. Like there's a lot of conservative comedians that have popped out of this whole thing too. So it, it's, it's different. What's the process of making a conservative ant video? I watch, a, I, I watch and read a lot. So I'll, I'll watch a lot of the, what I don't like is watching a news show, a news segment, and then just taking that for word. I like to like watch it, do the research on whatever it is that we're talking about, see if I can find it on a couple of different platforms. And then I really like to watch the live press conferences. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, how do you watch live press conference? I, ha I hate him or I hate her. And I'm like, because I need to watch it live because I know there's some shit they're going to say that the media is not going to tell you that they said it. So I feel like if I'm watching it live and literally bro, I will watch it and I'll be like, no, she did not. And I'll pause it <laughs> and I will do the video right there. I'll be like, listen to what, and I will, I usually my videos are one take. I, you get my raw emotion that very first time. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know I, that. Editor, I'm not an editor. I don't do any cuts. I don't know. I usually do it. Boom. First time. That's, that's a lot of, um, how do I say? Um, that's a lot of, it's not, it, it's not, it's not, it's not, it is confidence, but usually someone will be like really picky about little things. Like, uh, I know I am <laughs> as an editor, <laughs> but, um, so you, you record it and just put it out because there is this, there is this thing. There was this big, um, d uh, discussion in music, uh, a while ago where it was like, you either, this was on the time where lots of singles started coming out and people yeah. were just saying release catalogs rather than um, projects. And mm -hmm. there was some merit to it because when you're an artist and you're creating something, you have your own particular taste and you have your own, you know, vision of things. However, some other person has completely different tastes. So if you put out your entire catalog, even stuff that you don't like, based on taste, another person might really like it. So off of that, that's, it's actually a good strategy. And you, but you have to have a lot of self-control, I'd say, to just be like, yeah, no, nah, I'm just going to post that. It's fine. I used to hate seeing myself on, t like on camera. I used to hate it. Mm. Um, I'm just but, getting over that bubble now, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> Same <somebody> boat. <laughs> watching it in my video in front of me, I have to leave the room. <laughs> like I get like super uncomfortable and super weird, but you know what it is? It's because I think it's that raw, like that's how Americans feel or that's how the world feels about this situation because you are getting that raw firsthand emotion. And a lot of times when I will probably say every single time that somebody meets me, they're like, holy shit, you are exactly how you are mm. in your videos. And I'm like, because literally you're getting the exact, what you see on my, that's what you're getting in real life. Like mm. there's no, like I didn't edit it. I didn't cut it. I'm like, okay, uh, 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 let me ask, act pissed off this time. I, no, you're getting me pissed off.
that one time. That's it. And I just, I, I've always rolled that way. It's just worked for me. And do you feel that the type of content has changed? Not not your type of content, but just content in general. Like I, I'll do these big monologues that are big edited pieces and it, they take a while, they look fantastic, but then I'll post up a video that's me holding the phone and that just blows up way more. Do you feel content in general and our digestion has changed a bit? And when do you feel that happened? I, yeah, I think it has. I think it happened when people started to lose trust in media. Mm. And I feel that people will go to certain content creators. Look, I feel like we've all been kind of self-made journalists at this point. Like there's people that went to school for journalism and then they work for a company and then that it's great. But like we're in a time where people like the raw footage. They like that. Like they want it to be like there. They want to feel like they're there. And sometimes when you have like the edited stuff or whatever, which by the way, I love your stuff. I, I, you, I love the editing. I love all everything that you talk about. I love all your stuff. But sometimes people will see it as like maybe like some of these creators, like not even creators, but news people as like just a news person. And they're like, eh. but then they'll see somebody like in their backyard. They're like, I'm fucking pissed. And they're like, oh, what is this? Because they <laughs> like the drama. So I think like a mixture of the, the new reality, people liking the, the drama, the gossip. And, you know, it's it's a different time. It's just a different time. Talk to me about this TikTok ban. What happened? You were around 700 and something thousand, nearly nearing a million. And then suddenly all your content got community guideline strikes and content that didn't even have to do with any COVID mRNA or anything. It was just removed. Yeah, because when I started on TikTok about two and a half, three years ago, right during COVID, like when the entire world was locked down, Um, and I mean, no lie. We, nobody had, and we had no political view on COVID at that time because none of us really knew what was going on. Everybody was kind of a little scared. I was just doing funny videos. I mean, I was literally putting wigs on, like I was doing funny stuff, skits and stuff. I'm telling you, I woke up one. I was so pissed off. I woke up one day and it was all gone. And it was, it came back for a a second and that's when I was able to look and it was every video from the beginning of time, violation, 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 every single one. There was not one that didn't have a violation on it. And I was like, it was gone again. And I'm like, and they said, sorry, due to multiple violations. Yeah. I wonder why I have multiple violations. You guys gave me all the violations. (laughs) Yeah. That like, why would they say that? Like, (laughs) You can't even fight it. It just gives you fight. It's like, well, I don't even understand. Um, yeah. It, you know what? The thing is, is these, these apps, in order for you to even download the app, in order for you to create a profile, there's always a box that pops up and says agree or disagree. Well, if you disagree, you ain't getting the app. So you by default have to agree. Yeah. And all the things, all the things that we hate about it was all in that contract that you said agreed to. So really, you're fucked. You can't do nothing. You can't fight it. We can take down your videos for no reason. It's all in there. But if you hit this, it's the same thing with opening up an iPhone. 
when you open up the iPhone, if you say disagree, bro, you're not opening that iPhone. You have to agree to the terms and conditions. That's how big tech, that's how they have you. They have you. And if you don't have Facebook or you don't agree to the terms and conditions of Facebook, then guess what? There's about 4,000 games that you won't be able to play because you don't have Facebook. I mean, think about it. They have us all locked in. There's That's it. So they could do whatever they want. When I had my YouTube removed, I was so pissed, man. I couldn't, like, we had built it up so like I love YouTube one of my favorite platforms and we have built it up so much and then I had few organizers of some major um, protests over here I had a few doctors uh, uh, Robert Malone on as well and then just suddenly boom just just like that it, it at the time I didn't really understand where they were coming from because what I do I just have conversations like we're doing now it's not like I was particularly staring at the barrel of the camera saying don't take this vaccine um, it was just having conversations so when they took my whole shit down I just blew up and then they gave me a ban on Facebook for 40. 47 years. It's like, I'm going to come back to the platform after that long. Oh like, ridiculous, mate. Ridiculous. Like I couldn't believe 47? it. 47 wow. years. It's, they said, wow. this is what they said. To, this is what they said to me, right? They said, you may have used our systems in a way that you may have used our platform in a way that our systems don't consider usual. You may post again in 13,000 and something days, which I put it on Google and it was 47 years. I was like, what are you guys on about? <laughs> Did they give you any warning before taking down your platform? No, you know, they give you a warning. Do you know much about TikTok? If you're a YouTuber, you're probably not a TikToker. Nah, I um, I I I've got a TikTok, and I think it's at like seventeen thousand k or something. But I don't like, I'm not, uh, I don't post there at all. Like, I should do a lot more. Like, I really should. None of the rules really make sense. Sometimes you can have all these violations and not have a warning. I got a, I have an account warning today, just account warning. Um, I have no idea why, but. I did take a break off of TikTok for about six months. And I, in my mind, I said, you know, you don't deserve the voice on the platform because what happens is when we go live and we do things, your supporters send you gifts, which in turn makes the app money. Yeah. I thought to myself, if you're going to shut me down, you don't deserve my following them. And you don't deserve the money that you were making from them either. They don't deserve to give you the money. So I took that six months off. But a good friend of mine who's an artist out here, who's a singer in, um, in the United States, we hung out one day and he's like, what's your plan? Like, this was before my account came down. He goes, what's your plan? Like, what do you want? What do you want to do from social media? What do you want to do from politics? Like, tell me about it. And I told him, I was like, look, I want my voice to go far. I want to, I want to change people's minds. I want to have conversations with them. I want to be funny. I want to do all kinds of shit. He's like, then TikTok ain't it. And I'm like, what do you mean? 
He goes, you got to spread yourself on everything. Yeah. Everything. If you truly want to be, a, if you want to be an influencer or you want to be on all these things, he goes, you need to focus on every platform you can. And I was like, that's a really great point. So I started to focus on Instagram and it was a whole different world compared to TikTok, just yeah. a, a whole different world. Um, and the connections that you make on Instagram are different than TikTok. And your followers on Instagram are more solid followers than TikTok can be a lot of bots. Um, and so I did. I focused on Instagram for a while. And then I said, you know, I'm doing my supporters a disservice for not being on TikTok because spreading my voice. So I'm like, I'm going to go back to the platform. Dude, the day I went back to TikTok, it, it was the end of the world because people are like, oh, my God, you're back. On. And I, I gained the following again. I mean, you know, but since I've been back in the last two months, I've already lost two accounts. So now I'm back to 270. Yeah, I'm back to 270K. So we'll see. I'm on an account warning. It might come down. It might come down again. We'll wake up tomorrow. We'll be gone. But why do why did they why does TikTok keep going after you? What do you think the speech is that you're saying that it's actually going against the algorithm? And look, that's what I we're we're all trying to figure like we've all tried to wrap our our, our heads around this because honestly, bro. I've never talked about things that were misinformation. Do I talk about the juice? Yes, I do talk about it. Have I ever told people to not get it? No. The only thing I've ever said to people was do your homework. I don't feel like somebody that should force me to take it. You do you do whatever you want to do, but I don't want to be forced. That's it. It's, to me, that's not yeah. misinformation. To me, that's not rhetoric. It's literally do you, but don't tell me what to do. That's it. I've never talked about BLM or the organization. Um, I've never called people out. I'm not a call out person. Like I don't go after people. I don't dox. So it's, it's mostly comedy. It's mostly news articles that I bring up. So that's what I don't understand. Like I genuinely, I'm like, there's so many divisive content creators out there and I'm like nowhere close to that. Does that make sense? Completely. That's why I don't really understand it either. And and that's why I feel that. And I feel that TikTok probably has their app set up by um, it's eight. What is that? AGI. Yeah. Okay. Where if a group of people that are either bots or troll accounts go and hate a certain creator for their content. Say the, say Antifa. Okay. They're, I, I, they've never been after me, but I'm just using this as an example. Go in and they're like, oh, everybody mass report his account. That, that automatically sends, brings that account down. So their app is ran more, instead of ran by an office of actual humans, I think it's just ran by computers. And so when they get these, trolls that come in and take down the accounts, there's nobody to rebuttal. There's nobody to talk to. You can't talk to somebody and be like, hey, can you please let, no, it's nobody's there. Instagram at least has a community guidelines team where they're like, hey, we looked into this. Sorry for the inconvenience. We've reposted your video. Sorry about that. Like, please, here's our community guidelines. Like, it's more of, they don't let trolls run it. Mm. Does that make, like, can't, 
you can't just go in and mass record an Instagram account and expect it to come down. Whereas on Instagram, you can have a hundred people go in mass record an account. That shit's coming down tomorrow. Mm, gotcha. That makes, yeah, that makes more sense. Right. Uh, what's the sentiment of Americans to Australians? I feel that we've always loved or felt like a relationship to Australians. I feel that Australians kind of have the same values that we do. Um, I think, I feel like it's like a brother or sister country for the record. I've been begging my husband to take me to Australia for 13 years. Uh, come down, mate. There's a lot to do. Our government aren't too great, but I could show you around. <laughs> <laughs> this was way before the pandemic. He's like, it's so far. Um, he actually did a foreign exchange in New Zealand, which is a different country, but it's on in that neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, I I just recently learned a lot about Australia through this whole process of what what was going on. Um, because I was on with Maria Z a few times as well. Love her. Uh, love, love, love her. And I didn't realize that you had a lot of the same values and liberties and stuff that we had. So it really even opened up my mind even more. I can't get past the gun thing. How so? That y'all don't have guns. <laughs> we, we do have guns, but it's... Uh, you know, only select people can get them type of thing. Like who elite, like the elite, like who can have them? Nah, you can, you can apply for, for a license and, um, and go through the whole process to try and get a gun, but you can't have, you need a reason to have a gun. Like you can't, self-defense is not a reason here. Ah. Uh. You know what I mean? Okay. So you you either need to be part of a shooting club, you need to be part like you need to show what you're doing. And if someone breaks into your house, you also can't go to your you have to keep it locked up and you can't go to your gun safe, open it up, grab your gun, and then defend yourself. It's it's illegal to do that. But it blows my mind that we had we had our gun removal after the poor Arthur. Um, but we now have more guns in circulation in Australia than ever before. And a lot of criminals and there's shootings all the time. And people think that. I was to ask you that. So are there still shootings that heaps, heaps. And people were thinking that America, oh, we need to remove their guns because of all these mass shootings. It's like, no, whoever had, whoever wants to get a gun, can go get a gun, like just the way that they can go get cocaine, heroin, whatever right. they, you know what I mean? You can go and do it if you really want. But if you're a good person that doesn't break the law, it's very hard for you to do that. There's too many loops to for that to occur. And that's where I'm like, America, hold your shit together where it, it divides people over here. But I'm like, nah, I'm I'm a hundred percent believe that they should hold that amendment yeah. together. Yeah, oh yeah. They're look, I, I could only assume that like in Australia, Americans are like I feel like they portray Americans to be like, You're not taking my guns. Like <laughs> I feel like we look like cowboys to you guys or something like that. But like <laughs> literally if they came at least in the South to take guns, they're going to have a problem, mm. especially right now in the heat of everything. 
that like usually that's the second amendment is is our gun rights like especially now with how how many people do not like the current administration and they don't trust our federal bureau of investigation they they don't trust a lot of these like the CIA they they're not trusting these uh, organizations i feel like it's probably going to be really not good it's going to be a bad situation mm. but again i support our constitution which is freedom of speech the right to bear arms and I think that I think that other countries look at us and they're like, "You guys are so selfish. Like, why why won't you just give up your guns?" Because literally, it's not the people who are going to create havoc are they're going to do it regardless. Those are criminals. What was the news coming out last year when Australia was going through? what we were going through. What was the news in America? Was there, cause I, I feel like a lot of countries were going through a lot of what they were going through. And to me that, that it was almost by design to keep other countries from being like, let me go help them because I can't help them because so much is happening over here. But what was the news like over there of Australia in general? So we were, we were like, okay, so first of all, we thought that they had you guys all in like concentration camps. Like we literally thought that they're like Australia, they're, they're, they're like fencing off neighborhoods. They're taking people from their homes. They're putting them in, the, in these camp facilities. We're seeing videos where like Australians were like, but I'm not positive. Like I haven't tested positive. I'm vaccinated. I'm like, yeah, but you were with somebody who had it. So you have to stay here for a week. And like, so Americans were like, that's it. It's happening here. It's happening here. So we're like even more against, I think it worked against them to be honest mm -hmm. in the United, in certain parts of the world, especially the United States, because it made people more hesitant to get it mm -hmm. because we're like, why, like, why are you doing this to people? Why, why are you doing this to Australia? Like, why is Australia doing this to people? Why are people in the UK? Why are they doing this to people in Italy? Like we started to kind of, question everything and then we thought that it was going to come here mm. so we were just seeing horror stories come out of australia we were seeing that you guys were like protesting against it and the police were like beating you guys because you were protesting we we're like what is going i mean we're mortified we were mortified i've seen a couple videos where i literally cried on a podcast we were, we we're doing a podcast and we had watched um when police officers were beating australians for simply just wanting medical freedom because yeah. they were losing their jobs for not being vaccinated. And I was like in tears and I'm like, there, there's no way there's, there's no way that this is 2021. Like I, I'm still shocked talking about it today. Yeah. It was, it was tough time. Eh? I couldn't believe that it, I can't, to me, especially being, you know, coming into Australia as an immigrant and then, you know, coming into this amazing country, truly patriotic for Australia. To me, it's probably the same way that you feel about America. I feel Australia is the best country yeah. in the world. And it was, had this entire laid back feel, beachy feel, barbecue feel. 
And I feel like yeah. the last two years, that was destroyed. It was really like, it went back to the prison island is what it felt like just in a day to day, not even being able to go five kilometers from your house. That's some Nazi Germany shit. We were seeing that coming out of Italy too. I mean, they were, you, you couldn't go grocery shopping unless it was your street. So they were only letting like streets at a time, you know, the way it's set up is they all have piazzas. So, you know, they would let a family go shopping, come back home. You weren't able to go here. You had to come back home, which the United States wasn't having it. Like we weren't doing that shit at all. Um, and I think it's probably because of our two A. I think they probably thought that Americans were going to freak out. Do you reckon this, like, cause as I said before, I believe there's good and bad in, in top. Like, I don't think they're all bad. Do you think it was a plan to have these other countries go first and then America to see it and be like, hold on a second. That's, that's a little fucked up. Like, I do. I also think that the world health organization, well, I'm not going to say that on camera, um, I will say, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next, uh, no, just I, I, I read your mind there. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was talking to Maria, um, I was trying to, ask, I was like, who's your Dr. Fauci? Like I was trying to figure out like, this was at the time when I was like, who's your doctor? Like, who's the person that comes on the TV every day? And they're like, we're getting 30 more days of masks. Um, and she had mentioned who it was. I, I can't remember it, who it is. Who's your Dr. Fauci? Like, who was yours? Who was Kerry Chant? Did you say New South Wales? Yeah. 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 Um, so every time this asshole would come on TV, we're like, what? Like, what? What the fuck do you want now? Like, what is it? What, two masks now? Like, what? She was like, it's literally like the United States would come out with something or Australia would come up with, like, a, another restriction. And then, like, literally within 24 hours, then the United States would be like, well, we're doing it. And it would like piggyback off each other. Mm. So that's why I was like, so y'all are working together and trying to fuck us all up at once. Got it. Okay. I think that what they did that was messed up in my mind, they didn't sell the vaccine well at all. If all would have came out and said, look, we have this juice. This vaccine, whatever. I know that y'all in Australia are calling it juice. Okay. Yeah. Now you got us calling it juice. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I've been using juice since I've been talking to you guys. I've been calling it juice. Um, we have this vaccine. It It's still in testing phases. We recommend that if you can and you're, I would recommend that you guys take it. This is going to be a process that we're going to work well. It's safe. Like if they would have done it in a way where it was had a little bit more like not Nazi Germany in it, I bet you probably almost 90% of the world would probably be vaccinated right now. But when they came and said, you need to do this, you're going to lose your job. Your kids can't go to school. You can't go here. You can't go to bars. You can. Everyone was like, whoa, 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 dude. Slow the fuck down. Why is this such a big fucking deal? Like, that's weird, bro. Like, it's weird that you're being weird about it being weird. And so I think people were just like, I'm going to wait a couple years and see whose arms fall off and then I'll get back to you. Why do you think they went that route? 
we all like we can see that. I'm sure they have very intelligent psychologists like on their side as well. Like if we can see that, how on earth did they think the best possible route was by force? You know, it is it is the question of our time because if you say what you think it is, then you're a conspiracy theorist. But we have witnessed in the last year and a half, I would say, that everybody that called us conspiracy theorists a year and a half ago, it sure does look like all that shit's been coming true now. So they've made, and, and they did this by design because I don't know if you've seen the January 6th, right? The thing that happened here, we have this big, they called, there was a big insurrection day where it was like, um, protesters took to the Capitol, like broke into the Capitol. And like, you know, uh, because Trump said that, you know, the, the votes were stolen, all this stuff. What the reason why they pegged that early on was because if everybody who protests against the government looks like insurrectionists from here on out, you no longer can go and protest against the government without being scared. So if you go against us, you're going to be arrested because you're an insurrectionist. Mm. And so they already put these things in place to scare you so that you're like, I was going to do that, but shit, I I was going to do And so like, you just don't know what to do anymore. So you're just like, okay, I don't know. I I guess I'm losing my job. I guess I'm not allowed to protest. I mean, what, 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 what do you want me to do? But there's a group of people that are finally, I think Americans and Australia, I think everybody in the world is starting to wake up and they're like, you fucked with us because you look at what happened in Sri Lanka. You look at what's going on in France. You look at what's going on in Rome. People are, are, are rising up. They're like, we're tired. We did all the things you wanted us to do. Now leave us the fuck alone. We're done. We are done. And they're scared. They're all scared. The end of the episode, I like to ask um, a message for the audience, for young men, from my guests. And I'd love to ask you that question. What's a question that you have for young men today? What's a question I have for young men? Sorry, not a question. (laughs) Sorry, mate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's some, um, what's the advice that you have for young men today? Uh, my advice would be if you feel something in your heart that you know that you're passionate about and it doesn't have to be a political thing. It's just in general. Don't let somebody else put that flame out for you. Continue to voice or however it is that you feel you're voicing your, your opinion or what you're passionate about, continue to do that. Because I promise you, even though it seems like it's going to be hard, it's going to be treacherous. It, you will come out in the end and you'll feel better about what you did and what you're doing from here on out. Absolutely love that. Um, and where can they find you, mate? Just leave them uh, with your socials um, and you got your event coming up this week, but I think it will come out uh, on Wednesday next week. So 
Yeah, okay. let them know what's happening also in future beyond this event, if there is other events in future, which I'm sure there are. Yeah, I will be in Chicago on August 6th. I will be in Mesquite, Texas on August 28th. Uh, you can go to conservativeant.com. Find out all event dates if you are in the States. Uh, definitely check that out. Take a look. But I am conservative ant on all platforms. Instagram, Twitter, Truth Social, Getter, and TikTok. Awesome. Anthony, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, too. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank mm-hmm. you.